0: Ready to do this?
1: Yeah, you got video over there? I'm staring at your portrait.
0: That's a headshot.
1: Oh, headshot. Is there a difference between a portrait and a headshot?
0: Ask your mom. I didn't see you sitting there. Well, I guess since you're here, welcome to Karen Cord, your USF football podcast. I'm Puka. And I'm Red. And today, we're looking forward to UF.
1: Which is actually less than 24 hours away.
0: Oh, well, damn. And depending on when you listen to this, it it could have already happened. So uh, we're going to the future, Marty.
1: But first, we're going back to the past. And 2007, where we get the title of this episode from... We're number two. And no, we're not number two in the country anymore. And you may be thinking we're number two because we're poopy. This is actually referring to we are ranked number two in something. We're number two in the nation in fewest penalties currently. So, yay yes. Wow.
0: That's like Lovely. almost
1: being as good as number two in the country, right?
0: Yeah, well, uh, well, yeah, that was my Trump moment. I mean, absolutely, and we talked about this in the last episode. How we were seeing kind of the discipline of fewer penalties. It's right there, number two in the nation in fewest penalties. You got to be good at something,
1: right? It's not just us uh, making shit up. There's actually stats that say, hey, you're right. You're seeing things out there. So
0: who who is number two in or who's number one? In the nation, and penalties. Yeah.
1: Oh, in penalties. Oh, I don't know. I didn't look at that. I'll bring that. We had corrections on the last podcast episode. We'll be sure to bring you some. I'll. I'll. Bring, I'll make sure to note that down and, and bring that for for our fans in the next one.
0: I mean, so we're we're number two on penalties, like number two in the nation. But we are also a little bit of number two in the poopy sense, right?
1: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But we're looking forward to for Florida this week. And the last time we went on the road. To an SEC mm-hmm. night game. Mm-hmm. Going into that environment. Coming out with a big win. That drove us to get up to number two in the AP polls, So,
0: And where was that?
1: That was Auburn, 2007.
0: Auburn. Matt Hill came to us from Auburn, by there the way. There you go. There yeah, you go. A whole bunch of tie-ins for this episode. I don't know. Last time we went into an SEC stadium at night, we got yeah, the upset. Yeah, it's not going
1: to happen. It's not going to we- happen. It was a different, a different time back then. That Auburn game it was a different ta- talent level compared to today's team. We went in there and it wasn't like we were some huge underdog. We felt like we could go in there and hang and that we might even beat the better team. And honestly, we should have won that game pretty handily, not even needing overtime. If we hadn't gone two for six in field goals that night.
0: It's always special teams. Could it, I mean, could this be our Willie Taggart Syracuse moment? Could it be when we turn it around, just all of a sudden bust out a huge win against a team we didn't expect to do it against?
1: Not likely against SEC team, even one that's reeling a little bit off a conference loss. But uh, oh, you never wait, know, don't I guess.
0: It. You're getting ahead of ourselves here. We're not talking about that conference loss just yet, because that's coming a little bit later when we talk about them losing to Kentucky. We can't say it too loud yet, because we'll ruin the script. <laughs> hey, 2007, something else wild happened in 2007 and it really keys me up for probably going to be one of my favorite segments i say they're all my favorite segments but probably <laughs> gonna be one of my favorite segments that we do that's
1: what happens the when general- they're all quality
0: they're all quality
1: if you thought was fired up about twitter takes this is probably its greatest sore spot of all and yes it dates back to 2007
0: 2007 we're in Rutgers, and we're getting ready to go into the half and we block a punt, which is a great thing in and of itself. That's amazing. Block the punt. And we're trailing at this point. We're trailing records at this point. I don't remember what the actual score was, but we're trailing. We block the punt. And the missed call heard around the world because not only we were kind of like bumbling to get the football, we're we're kind of like chasing it down the field. A couple of people tip it, T Mac tips it. I think Mike Jenkins tips the ball. A couple of people are tipping it. Finally, we scoop it and we score it, right? We get it down the end zone. They reviewed it, but then not only did they review it, they threw a flag on the review and called us for illegal forward propulsion.
1: We ended up getting the ball still, but then we settled for like a field goal and missed it, or something like. That. It was just a huge momentum killer. It, it changed the game.
0: It absolutely changed the game because we would have gone into the half in a lot better position than we were in in Rutgers with Greg Shianu at the helm. That that guy.
1: Who do you um, hate more? Tim, do you hate Greg Schiano more? Do you hate the referee who made that call? John McDowell?
0: Because the whole time during that game, and you gotta remember the, the, the students rushed the field after that game, and it was like actually scary for us equipment managers. Like we were getting attacked and screamed at and spit on and like that. Piscataway is a shithole. And anyone that chooses to live in Piscataway earns the moniker of shithole dweller, right? And it's nobody that it's nobody that I would ever want to associate Very with. Very
1: creative nickname you came up with there.
0: Shithole dweller. So Greg Shano is like kind of burned in my mind as the guy that's screaming, like, just keep chopping as these people are chasing us around the field. and We're just trying to protect helmets from getting stolen. But really, the guy who we're thinking about here is John McDade because he was the referee that made that call. He's the one that, I mean, dramatically threw the flag on the replay. And so we call this segment the John McDade Blown Call of the Week. And this is going to be an ode. Usually, USF has enough blown calls to where we can pick one from one of our games recently. But that that hasn't happened the past couple weeks, so we had to actually look out around college football to find the John McDade blown call of the week. It just so happens that he's like the head SEC. Yeah, ref he now.
1: works for the SEC conference now as their like head scheduling ref or something like that. I don't think he's on the field anymore, but oh, his, thank God. his aura still just is pervasive and and goes throughout. Yes. So our, our blown call of the week actually came from the Alabama, Texas game. I don't know if anybody was able to take in that game. I Uh, watched it. There was quite the controversial uh, momentum kind of swinging play in, in the end zone near safety quarterback. They called roughing the passer Mm -hmm. and some targeting probably should have been maybe a safety ruled uh, in the grasp or, intentional grounding perhaps, but the refs really Mm. pretty much blew the call and then kind of fixed it on replay, but kind of illegally fixed it, reviewing some things they weren't really meant to review. And it really just begs the question of, okay, you got it right, but at this point, shouldn't we just make everything reviewable then?
0: Just make it all reviewable. We have the technology, we can review it. Half the time, I feel like it's asinine what we review and what we don't anyway. Fuck it, let's just do whatever we want. Let's just review all of it. I agree. That's my take on it. Thanks, John McDade, for the blown call of the week. Hopefully, we don't have any in this game against UF. Actually, let's talk about the last two times we played them because we've played them twice, 2010 and 2021.
1: Yeah, that was last year. Yep.
0: Hold on, I gotta think about it. You right, right, you are red. That was last thanks for year. double checking my math there. Yeah, Buka. I had to pull it I up.
1: Appreciate it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I've been at both the last two times we played the UF in 2010 was the uh, on the road in the swamp. It was a day game, incredibly hot, a completely different atmosphere than what it'll be this week. That one ended up 38 14 in their favor, but it was actually seven seven in the third quarter before we fumbled the ball away at the Florida four. So we were perhaps going in to take the lead in the second half. Mm. fumble it away and then florida just never looks back and runs away with it
0: that's true usf fashion right there and
1: then last year's probably pretty fresh in everybody's memories 42 to 20 was never really that close their quarterback was kind of a spot quarterback at the time rotating in now he's their full-time starter but Mm -hmm. even just in rotational duty he was had two touchdown passes he had two carries for over 100 yards and another touchdown there and Overall, we just didn't slow down the UF offense at all. They had 300 yards passing, over 300 yards rushing. 200 of that rushing was just from the QBs, so that could definitely be a problem.
0: We've talked about run defense. Uh, We talked about run defense against Howard. We talked about run defense against BYU. Could be a scary day for us, just to where they came.
1: let's preview what Florida's been doing, really get into how scary it's going to be for us, their last two games as well. We all remember Howard and BYU for us pretty... Clearly, but not Mm -hmm. everyone may have had a chance to see what Florida has been up to this season so far.
0: Well, they're one and one right now. They're coming into us with a a win against Utah and a loss last week, kind of maybe a tough loss. They looked pretty poorly. I'm looking here at Anthony Richardson. He, He only got four yards on six carries and he finished throwing for just 4.09 yards per passing attempt. So, I mean, whatever Kentucky did, they managed to stifle that attack that we saw last season.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because both games have been very tight games for Florida. have been low scoring, uh, a lot of defense. Offense has probably struggled a little bit. The first game, they did just enough to get the win late in the game. Their defense came up with two different goal line stands, really was the difference. And then against Kentucky, their defense was really pretty suffocating still against Kentucky. It was really their offense that cost them the game. Anthony Richardson had the pick six. He had another interception, which led to a touchdown. Besides that, the only offense Kentucky had was really a long, deep ball, jump ball that their their guy just went up and beat the DB for it in the end zone.
0: Richardson only completed 40% of his passes. No touchdowns. Two interceptions. Their rushing game was it last week against Kentucky it be interesting. We've talked about how poor we are against the Rush, uh, but they did something to rattle Richardson that threw him off his game and gave them a little bit of advantage. Interestingly enough, and we'll talk about how this plays in the USF, the Gators have one of the worst opponent third down conversion rates in the country at 46.15%. That's, I mean, we're not good on third down as it is. So it's pretty much getting two blindfolded armless people in a boxing ring and seeing who wins.
1: I'll be honest, Puka. I was not expecting you to come with that stat. I'm <laughs> blown away over here. I'm, I'm sure you're just reading it off of some screen over there. But
0: shut uh, up, Red.
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of kind of UF's strengths and weaknesses, and getting into their different stats, I was going to look at some of their position groups here with you as well. And
0: we're looking at these last two games that they've played, and we've recognized that there's some strengths and weaknesses that they have uh, coming into this game. With us, hopefully, we're catching some stuff that Kentucky exploited on film that maybe we can capitalize on as we get into this game. I, I see some of the stuff you you have here really starts with the size of their line.
1: Yeah, their line and their linebackers. I mean, the the one guy that I've heard you know mentioned in a couple player interviews and coach press conferences and things is they have a number twenty one, an interesting jersey number for a defensive tackle, but he's over four hundred pounds.
0: Oh my um, so god! we're going to have
1: to move him out of there, uh, especially if we want to have any sort of success running the ball up the middle. Maybe yeah. we'll stick more to the outside where that's been more successful for us in these earlier games. But they got some pretty big linebackers, and I know I know you' big fan of anybody who's got funny names. There's one guy who's named Cox, Tim. I know you're going to love that.
0: <laughs> uh, Poor guy. But he's a
1: really good linebacker for them. I think their weakness on defense is... They've got one really good safety, but the rest of their defensive backs are all pretty young. And like we we called out already, they had the one deep play touchdown against Kentucky. So mm-hmm. we, I could see that being somewhere where we're maybe aggressive again, kind of max protect to give us time, but run a couple one or two man routes deep and just hope our guys can make a play over there. Because I think that's where we match up a little bit better is in the, the skill positions.
0: Just not even make the play. Just catch the ball. That's it. You got young DBs. We're going to be trying to take the edge the whole time. Maybe if we can do that and scheme up some stuff and get people to bite, we can open up some guys deep and just make the catch. That's all I'm asking you to do. Just catch the fucking ball.
1: Nice coaching, Puka. Yeah. Uh, Switching over to the offensive side of the ball. Florida has... We've already talked about Robinson. He's going to be really what drives it. If he's got another 40% completion rate, that should be good. He hasn't really gotten a lot of help from his wide receivers. No real explosive plays. Their long pass of the season so far is 28 yards. Unfortunately, I don't know that that's really going to matter because I think they should pretty much just be able to hand it off to a running back every time, and I'm not sure we'll stop them. They got a couple good running backs. They rotate in. The one guy who stands out to me is ETN, in their running back.
0: But he, I mean, against Kentucky, even still... Only forty six yards, one touchdown. So do we have the same
1: run defense as Kentucky, though Puka. Uh,
0: fair enough. They've got a great running back, and we have a not great run defense. Listed something interesting for this last piece here as I did, a I did not early. know about this.
1: I don't. I don't do a whole lot of deep coach research. Pretty easy to to find this out on the internet. But Napier, UF's head coach, and Jeff Scott were actually worked together, and they apparently have a pretty decent friendship. They both talked about it during press this week. So. Maybe they'll just take it easy on us. We saw that work out with the Howard and Larry Scott last week. The same Not thing going week.
0: forward on fourth down. Maybe Napier will do the same thing. Hey, exactly. guys, let's take it easy on South Florida. They've had a tough couple seasons. Maybe That's let's exact. give them, let's give them this win.
1: That sounds like things coaches say in the meeting rooms, right?
0: I I would guess they'd never let, never let me in the room. They always lock for, the door.
1: For good reason, for good reason.
0: Yeah, they never let yeah, in the yeah, I mean, door. so
1: that's that's really what Florida does well and doesn't do well. Um, but really, I mean, you know, you always hear coaches say, don't worry about the other team. Focus on what you can control and what you do. I, I mean, guess with, if we're talking USF, what do we want to see on that side of the ball?
0: What do we want to see on the USF side of the ball? I, I saw another analysis from another area of the internet, which essentially said, like, we just can't start slow. We cannot do what we've done the past couple weeks and stay on the bus at the beginning of the game.
1: Certainly, we can't get behind. Then that just takes you out of your whole game plan and everything. But it's more just a mentality thing, right? We, we've seen how the team has the potential for mental weakness if you get down behind early like that. And you know mm-hmm. how how much of a confidence boost, especially if you're the underdog, just to you you hit an early touchdown and all of a sudden you're playing with the lead for the first time in a first quarter in a while. That'd be great.
0: We win the toss against UF, what do you elect to do?
1: I don't care about deferring or winning the toss. I do think we will have a special teams advantage. So if you want to try and exploit that, math says you generally defer because you get an extra possession, mm-hmm. more chance, more likely than not. But if you really want to try and get that, if you got a real smart play you think is going to work, more than likely we're going to get more than one ball kickoff to us anyways. So whether it's the first time or not.
0: Tell me about the special team's advantage that you've looked into your crystal ball and predict.
1: We've seen, we've got two deadly returners back there in Horn and Batty. We've also got a great coach in Del Prado who schemes things up. I'm sure he'll have something special from looking through UF's film. And it's always just a nice area where the underdogs can try and steal a possession. If you're the more athletic team and more physical team like UF Styles themselves, you can get a little lazy, complacent out there. So hopefully they're they're overlooking that aspect of the game.
0: You always hope That a big game like this is where we break one free, where we where we return one. And we have, like you said, two of those deadly guys back there who can absolutely do it. Man, I hope they do it this time. I hope they do it this game because I would love to hear the silence just come down over the swamp as we return one on them. That would be great. Not to give up easy points. And what the hell does that mean?
1: We just talked about trying to steal possession, get some points on special teams, but we can't have blown coverages. We can't have missed run assignments. Florida is going to have some success on offense, right? They're they're mm-hmm. a good football team. We can't just turn a bad play and we miss one tackle and it's a touchdown. We got to swarm to the ball. Maybe the first guy missed the tackle. Maybe they get a 15, 20 yard run, but yeah. that's where it's got to end. It can't be a 50, 70 yard run, right? Make them drive the field, work for that touchdown, make them kind of... Get, run the extra play to be able to score versus one play scores. Let's put it that way.
0: Give up the hard points, not the easy ones. Let's make them yep. work for them. And what else do you think anything that we need to see in this game from us? Maybe not even just looking at this game, looking ahead.
1: We talked earlier and kind of our look back on our season to date so far. I mean, we're one and one. We're about what we expect it to be. The expectation is probably not to win this game, but we'd like to see a competitive from a fan perspective from the coaches and players they're certainly playing to win the game. They they're listening to old Herm Edwards over there.
0: <laughs> we play to win the game.
1: But just looking at the season in general, I mean, we want to get out of this game healthy, especially at the the quarterback position. Still got a yeah. lot of, a lot of season ahead of us. All of our conference games. Probably a more winnable game in Louisville, too, as I'm watching them go down to the wire with FSU right now. That's not really a strategy to, to stay mm-hmm. healthy. It's more just a, a hope from, from what I want to see out there.
0: Things we want to see from USF, where do people go to see this stuff? Is there watch parties around down there? In yeah, Tampa? I mean, I, hopefully there, there. there's a good
1: contingent of USF fans who are going up to the swamp for the game, get loud, enjoy the environment, tailgate yeah. all day. Just make sure you make it into the game. But if you're not going up to UF, I think there's plenty of watch parties around the Tampa area. There's Pie Road Meatworks. I've seen USF advertising, I think USF Alumni Association, the official watch parties at Duffy's, Hooters by, by Campus is a watch party location as well. So that
0: thing that Hooters is still open?
1: That that Hooters is still open.
0: Wow. Good on them. I if I could real quick talk to Hooters. Um <laughs> I stopped eating meat about six years ago. And it's really impacted my ability to go enjoy that fine establishment we call Hooters. Um, if you could, for me, for Puka, come up with some meatless options, maybe some meatless wings. I'd love to come back. I'd love to spend more money in your family-friendly, great atmosphere, football watch party establishment. Please.
1: And for me, I say change nothing, Hooters. You're you have a perfect recipe, and we don't need people like Puka in your establishment if you're not going to eat meat. So don't worry about it.
0: Anyway, fuck red. We're getting on <laughs> to our next segment. We mentioned Special K, Super K, and we have we have a treat for you. We Special have- K
1: lives up to his namesake, and he's a little bit like Rain Man. He's a he's a big better. <laughs> he knows the Vegas numbers. He's got a he's got his bookie out there in Vegas, so he's always he he's is up the, on the bookie. Lines. He is. So he's given us a couple special bets here. We like to call them Pumper Dump from Special K.
0: This is Special K's Pumper Dump Bets presented so by
1: <laughs> We we don't have a presenting sponsor yet, so we'll just leave that part and maybe we'll edit in a, a sponsor. I don't think we're gonna get one in the next twenty-four we're, hours. But I mean I I did just
0: I did just speak directly to Hooters. So Hooters, if you're interested in Special K's Pumper Dump, please get back to us quickly.
1: Not to point out the flaw here, Puka, but they will not have heard you say that until we published the episode so okay
0: anyway who does yeah. just keep thinking about it
1: so special k is dumping florida to cover by 24 and a half he says they will not cover what usf is going to backdoor cover with a late score i know that's pretty surprising but he does say pump the under 58 i don't know if he thinks usf's going to get a defense somewhere or if he just has a lot of faith in the UF defense, but the score is gonna stay under fifty eight.
0: Didn't he the hit th- the over on Howard? But he uh, thinks I don't we're know. gonna I know
1: we didn't cover against Howard. I don't know what the over was.
0: I think I think it was sixty one point five and we were at sixty two. We hit the over on Howard, but he thinks we're gonna under on all right. Hey, he's special K. This is special K's pumper dump, so I'm not gonna question it. Pumped the all under right. at fifty eight. Also a
1: couple other games besides the UF USF game, he is pumping BYU plus three and a half against Oregon. He believe really believes in BYU after their their win against USF and then their win against Baylor as well. And then he is dumping the Iowa offense and taking Nevada plus 23 and a half. Apparently the Iowa offense has only scored one touchdown according to Special K, but they scored multiple safeties and he doesn't believe they're going to be able to score enough safeties to cover 23 and a half points. How many safeties, Puka, would that be that's, to that's cover 23 and a half? That's one safety.
0: that has got to be no. one safety, right? No, I don't fucking know, man. Come safeties on, safety is worth two
1: points. How Are many safeties really do you need this right to now? Get? Yeah, yeah. Well, Special <laughs> K did the math for you. He he told me they're going to need twelve safeties, and so I don't think the IO defense can get twelve safeties to cover.
0: They need twelve. He so you had the answers before this. You were just fucking with me.
1: It's Special K's bets. <laughs> he told them all to me. I didn't just put words in his mouth. That I'm way gonna is. go if any of these bets go wrong, they don't hold us accountable. They got to go find some mysterious guy named special K who's like friends of friends on this random podcast on the internet. Good luck with that holding up in court. So
0: (laughs) they told me to bet it. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to special K's pumper dump bets. And now I guess we do our own little betting, our own little predicting score predictions for USF UF.
1: You want me to go first?
0: Mine's going to be shit whether it's first or second, so (laughs) maybe yours will give me a little bit better context.
1: USF is going to cover, surprisingly. I know we haven't seen much results yet to support that. We start putting a little bit more together, get a couple big plays. We keep it within a score or two most of the game, and then Florida pulls away late. I'm going to say 42-24.
0: Okay. All right. I don't have that much analysis or deep thought put into it, so I'm just going to throw a couple numbers out there. I'm thinking 35-24 UF. I'm thinking they pull out a bunch of touchdowns on us. Yeah. Do
1: so you need me to tell you how many touchdowns 35 would be?
0: That's that's five touchdowns. Hey, no look at you. No missed extra. It's just
1: the, the safeties that gave you trouble with the, you don't see a lot of safeties in football. That's the problem. You can field, count by sevens. Twos is too hard for you though.
0: Field downs. Field downs are what usually get me. We haven't told him the story of field downs, but <laughs> if pod's listening to this pod, he's probably chuckling right now. So those are our score predictions and we'll see how things play out at seven thirty Eastern on SEC Network in the swamp. Let's just hope for some progress, I I guess. That's yeah, all we can competitive really do. Yeah. We're all about hope. Hope wins elections. Looking at you, 2008. As always, you can find us on Spotify, Twitter, at Cord, or on the Bulls pen. We're over there as well. Let us know what you think and what you want to hear. No matter the outcome of the game, just know I'm watching your tweets like a great value Santa Claus. And I'm going to read it on the pod if it's dumb. Just know we're watching. We're always watching. As always, go Bulls.
1: Go Bulls.